Welcome to Four Speed Ahead. I'm Craig Fuller here with Brian Trouchow. Brian, how are you? <laughs> Did I get that right, by the way? It's it's close enough, Craig. I'm good, man. How are you? I, I'm good. So you are a co-founder and CEO of Ambition, a company based in Chattanooga yep. that provides sales engagement uh, pla- sales engagement platform. Can you describe a little bit more about what that means. Yeah, so we uh, work really closely with some of the world's leading sales orgs uh, in logistics, but also in software sales, healthcare, financial, retail, uh, and, and industrial companies who are trying to drive more productivity, more sales effectiveness for their groups. So that is everything from increasing uh, sales reps' KPIs, quota attainment, uh, coaching and development. And we provide a robust full feature platform to help a sales leader, a sales manager get the most out of their people whether they're working in an office like we used to be or they're working at home um, like we are right now. I would imagine in a work from home environment, it's actually more important. We use Ambition at Freightways. We used it for a couple of years. And it's one of the most effective ways to understand how our salespeople are performing, how well they're doing, what kind of activity. Uh, it provides gamification of those activities, so it makes it fun. But it also is a, a really nice monitoring tool that our management team can can use for effectiveness and driving a sales culture. Yeah, Craig, it's been it's been really interesting. Obviously, we weren't uh, you know, expecting there to be a pandemic and an enormous work from home movement, but um we've been part of kind of a, a work from home or work remote friendly environment for for years now. And so we've understood that there was going to be more and more people who were not part of the traditional sales floor. Like the the classic bullpen of people on the phone uh, you know, ringing the gong when they close a deal. Like, I love that. We, we were built for that environment originally, but uh, we saw more and more what we call digital sellers and people who are, you know, managing folks remotely or managing large teams that were scaled. Uh, and so I, I appreciate exactly what you said. It's, it's exactly right. I mean, a lot of these sales leaders have lost that energy. They've lost that kind of buzz of the sales floor. And so with ambition, not only do they get to inject that energy and create a, a culture of recognition and an environment where people are, um, you know, continually being engaged and recognized, but they also have the accountability that they used to have when they could say, is that person on the phone? Are they, you know, doing the activities do I, that I expect? Do I hear them making calls that sound like they're going well? Um, and we're giving them that visibility back, like you said, while also being able to, uh, you know, drive more performance and see, if people are being effect, as effective as they need to be. What I love about it is I, we've got it connected into our Salesforce instance. So it as contracts get closed, there's a, an, an API that connects into Slack, which we use as a messaging tool here at FreightWaves. And so I can get alerts that a deal has closed. You can also set up activity monitoring. So uh, on one of the channels called Boom is if if a contract threshold, uh, if there's an outreach or a sales call set up for a certain threshold, maybe it's $10,000 or more, you can actually get an alert that that meeting set up. It's a pretty powerful experience for us and has been. You mentioned when people are in the office, the old days, and I know when I was working on a brokerage floor, you know, it was a gong, then it was a horn, you know, all these tools to say some, something closed. This was giving us the ability to have basically a walkout song, a 15-second video that someone could use when they closed a big deal or, or had an activity that was recognized. It gave them that experience. But what you're seeing is in a work-from-home environment, 
you also have that gamification that's available to you. Yeah, yeah. While you're while you're speaking, I was just pulling up Slack. I mean, we do the same thing here. So like people's leaderboards are being sent to Slack and and like you said, key milestone alerts or achievements are being sent to Slack. And and as a person who's been a rep, I've been I've been in technology sales before. I was a, a freight bro- broker for a very short period of time. I understand like I hated going up to my manager's desk and like ringing that gong, right? I wanted it to be organic. I didn't want to feel weird. And uh, we see that even more with the primarily like, you know, the younger generation in the workforce today, they want it to be intelligent and smart. And they want a system to be able to say, you know, hey, Craig, you're doing a great job. Let me make sure everyone knows how great of a job you're doing because you closed this deal or you just set, you know, your fifth great demo of the day for Sonar. Um, Those are things that people really, not only do they personally feel recognized and supported and rewarded by, but then their peers say like, oh, Craig can do it. Oh, so-and-so can do it. Oh, this deal just came through. Uh, And then they feel like, man, I've got to go step my game up. I want, you know, I want the CEO to see what I'm doing. Um, And so, you know, it's it's been really interesting how Slack and and Teams and, and even inboxes have become like this you know, they're kind of the town hall of the company, whereas the sales floor used to be that. The more distri- distributed we get, the more w- remote friendly we either are forced to be or, you know, choose to be, um, you know, it's got to be somewhere. And so it creates a lot of collaboration, a lot of internal support, recognition, um, which is super fun and I think rewarding for us because we feel like we're we're empowering these people's culture. Yeah, I think from a work from home environment, you, you mentioned it on your phone. We've, I've got it right here. So this is, I'm not, I'm not make this is an actual uh, live uh, Slack channel. And you can see like, you've got the little videos and songs associated with it. But what's so cool about it is that it, in a work from home environment, it, it lets me as CEO, who's not active in the day-to-day part of the sales process, as well as everyone in the organization, to see that there's activity happening What's being closed? Who are the accounts that uh, we're interacting with without having to pull a Salesforce report? It's very proactive and it provides the level of positive engagement that I think is sometimes missing when we work from home. There's not a lot of sort of real time validation or uh, 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 vindication for for people that are remote. And there's two sides of that coin, right? Like I can nerd out on this all day, but, you know, it's kind of the same phenomenon we see with people who are, um, you know, addicted to their Apple watch or they're addicted to Peloton right now. Like they want to have that internal feedback engine going. Like when, when I'm, I'm not wearing it right now, which feels weird, but like if I don't get my, uh, activity ring in and it's like 9 30 PM at my house, I'm like, I gotta go do a couple laps with the dog real quick and like get my steps up. Right. Like I start thinking about it and the, and the watch is bumping me like, Hey, you're, you know, excellent. You're a 20 minute walk away from hitting your goal today or whatever. And I see this people, we have a fitness Slack channel at ambition and people will share like how many days they've had a streak on their Peloton or whatever. And so we're seeing this kind of, um, you know, gamification, like you mentioned of all these different things around our health, around wellness, around, you know, financial things sometimes. And it just makes sense to bring that same type of not only accountability and kind of process but also the the fun and the you know the exciting part of it where people are like yeah i did i did a great job today i set five demos or i closed a big deal and i know that i know that craig might not be like interacting every day with the sales team but he saw that because it was in the main channel 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's powerful. It's interesting you mentioned this gamification concept. You mentioned health because I've I've started to really. I have the Apple Watch. I've got the the phone as well. A part of the whole Apple cloud. Everything in my house is, is sort of Apple enabled. But it's interesting because I've started to take a very proactive view of health, not because I sought it out, but because it's on my watch. As you mentioned, the rings are, are telling me how I'm doing. I start to know how many steps. And what's surprising is how many steps I actually get per day that I did that I didn't realize that I was actually getting. And then it encourages me to go further. And I think when you're talking about sales engagement, that's I also see that is that there's this element of, comp, of sort of soft competition where someone gets a big deal and encourages other people in the organization to know that that person is is closing more deals than they are, more, generating more activity. It, it becomes in many ways self-reinforcing as you sort of gamify it. I, I love that you said that. And, and we talk about... Um... You know, we compare ourselves to to sports a lot. We have a lot of, I think, uh, similarities with with how coaches and and folks think. But you think about like a, a Bill Belichick or a, a Nick Saban, like all their philosophy is about like doing the best you can every day, like making the next block, making the next tackle. And in sales, um, leaders I think really have to engage their people in making like the next phone call, setting the next meeting, moving that deal from stage one to stage two. And it and people can sometimes get I think too focused on Am I going to hit my quota? You know, a few years ago, it was all about like, did your reps hit their quota? Are they, you know, going to close the 10 deals it takes to sell a million dollars this year? If you really break that down and what we're trying to advocate for and show people on a day-to-day basis, just like with those steps is if you want to go close that million dollars of quota, we've got to make 50 phone calls today, or you've got to set, you know, 10 new meetings, or maybe you've got to you've got to book 15 loads you know whatever the whatever the KPI is for your organization um, you've got to build you've got to break that into some type of digestible number that folks can hit day in day out week in week out and it builds up to you know the ultimate objective they have which is maybe quota or revenue or whatever so Brian in, in addition to gamification what other elements when you guys are thinking about building out ambition what are other elements are driving a lot of the product development that you you guys implement? Well, big a big part of it is how do we deliver insights that a leader or a sales manager or even a rep want to know, but they're they're going to have to go look for and find. So, you know that step thing you, you mentioned a great part. Like you're taking more steps than you even realize, and because you see that, you're able to go even exceed it. A lot of times, you know, a sales manager may not know who on their team is not doing well until the end of the month or maybe until the end of the quarter, depending on the organization and the cadence. So we see a lot of times that there's there's opportunities to course correct if we get people insights earlier. And so we try to be this, you know, this engine for early warning signs, if you will. So how do we get that into the place where instead of a manager having to go dig through two or three or four reports in Salesforce, put them into Excel, try to figure out who's on course, who's not, we're going to send them that data. This person's off track there or they're on track or, you know, they haven't hit their um, pipeline creation goal in so many weeks. Like we, we want you to know that so that as a leader, you can start trying to steer that person in a different direction. Um, Similarly, we really believe in this concept called data-driven sales coaching. So once again, you're going to keep hearing the same concept from us. It's all about the data. It's what are the metrics telling you, it's almost like the uh, the revolution in sports where it's all about, are you taking 
the the best possible shots? Are you taking the the shots on goal that have the highest percentage of, of being made? You know, we want to give that people in give that to people in a recurring, um, consistent coaching format, so that every time you show up to a one on one or a performance review, which is parts of what Ambition offers, you're you're coming in with a very clear understanding of how you're doing, how you're progressing to targets. Did you do the things we agreed upon last time? And if you've done them, here's where you should be. And so a rep doesn't come into a a one-on-one or a review with a manager. And it's what we typically see is a very free-flowing, offline, you know, conversation that, you know, just how you doing, what what are you excited about, whatever. It's it's data-driven. It's consistent. There's a course of action afterwards. And we can both say, that was great. That was a, a good use of time. I feel like I'm more prepared to be, you know, better next time. So we're really honing in on how do we drive insights and how do we create consistent coaching that actually is aligned and contributes to performance. It also helps from a documentation standpoint. You know, the thing about sales is all about numbers at the end of the day. Uh, you know, we can boil it down and pretend it's about all these other elements. But at the end of the day, a salesperson is either closing deals or they're not. And you need to have a data trail to, you know, the argument that people historically or salespeople have made is I didn't get enough training or I didn't, I did all the, I did all the calls that I was supposed to do, but I still didn't close because the product's hard to sell. But this gives you the ability to go back and look at the activity uh, and make it so that there's continuous coaching and accountability. So they're not surprised when they end up on a PIP or end up, you know, potentially being replaced. That's I love that you made that point, Craig, because so often, uh, you know, salespeople are great because they have short term memories. They, they get excited about the new thing. They move on. And it's it's really important that if someone's not doing well, you have a you kind of have this um, you know clear record of this was what was going not right. Here's what we agreed upon to your point that we're going to change or what we expect of you. Let's put that in stone somewhere. Let's track our progress, ideally in an automated fashion. Like, let's not have to go do more work. Um, and then that person could check in on that performance all the way up to the next meeting, whether it's in one week or w- whether it's in two months. Um, and we see that both from the rep side, that makes the rep more effective. It, from from someone in sitting in your seat, in a leadership seat, you also want to know, is it my managers are do my managers have a positive effect on the people that they're managing and coaching week in week out and so another layer of this insight is the ability for you know a ceo or a cro or an svp of sales to then look down at all the people in their coaching tree and say you know can i attribute the success of these reps to the to the person coaching them does this manager get more out of their people than someone else because that maybe that's an area of the onion to uncover and say i actually have a manager who needs to re- to be replaced or maybe just needs to be uh you know trained in, in how to get the most out of their people yeah and we've used it to reshuffle the sales team where we've had some of our top sales people have closed a lot of deals but they're not on the most expensive or the highest value deals and using the data you can reshuffle them to much more Think about it, you want your best uh, salespeople selling the most valuable deals, and this gives you the ability to make it actionable. Um, one of the things that we benefited from is the integration, and in, we use sell, we're a Salesforce shop. It's integrated in all the workflow. Talk a little bit about how hard it is to integrate ambition into your workflow. We've got it into Slack. 
we've got it into Salesforce. Is that a, a difficult lift for a lot of companies? Um, is there an SDK that's pretty easy out of the box to build on? Yeah, I don't know if you remember because you're not the person who's who's running who's making the clicks when you guys set it up. But I think it took you guys all of about two hours to to install into Salesforce to create a couple very custom metrics to your uh, workflow into kind of your sales process. Um, the good news is like everyone who uses Salesforce, um, you know, they end up with their own beautiful mind way of sales working, right? They're like, this is what we call an opportunity. This is what we call a lead. We care about this metric. Um, the good news is whatever those things are, whatever they're named, whatever custom uh, nomenclature you use, we pull that into ambition. And so you can create the the KPIs you really care about. And then, you know, uh, this work from home movement has really driven us to be even more focused on the Slack and the getting data into the inbox, getting to where people work. And so whatever is happening in ambition, we kind of want to be the centralized brain of saying, here's something interesting that because of this metric or because of this milestone or because of this incentive, Craig wants to know, or your VP of sales want to know, or a manager needs to know. And then we want to get it to where you want to see it. So 12 months ago, you may have wanted to see that on a TV uh, at Freight Alley. And you want to say, I want that to pop up in a big milestone in someone's video to play. Now you're saying, I need that to pop up in Slack, or I need to get an email um, every day at 10 a.m. if anyone on my team has made less than 10 phone calls. Like whatever those things are, those insights that need to get to to you or to your managers, we want to power that for, for you folks. And so it's easy to get the data in. It's very easy to say, here's where I want it to get to, or here are the qualifications that make it interesting. And then we power it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to ask you, Brian, you, you talked to a lot of sales organizations in the logistics space, you guys are, are well embedded throughout a number of companies getting largely getting started and bootstrapped uh, in the logistics industry or folks that were in the logistics industry. This work from home environment is changing a lot. Are you do you think this is a more permanent fixture? There's been a, a lot of disagreements about whether people will eventually go back to the office when we can. Is this more permanent or what is your view on it? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty permanent. I think it's going to be very difficult for, especially folks who are productive to be forced back into the office. I think there's some cultures that love it. I mean, I like being in the office. I'm in the office right now. There's not many people in here, but uh, you know, I think, I, I think that we're going to see a situation where great performers are going to have a lot more leeway and maybe people who are less performant have less leeway. Um, I also think it's, it's going to be down to, People saying I can get more out of my eight or nine hour workday when I'm as comfortable as possible and when I have the best environment to get work done. And so we see it as how do we enable those people to get the most out of their day with with insights, with better coaching, with incentives and engagement. And um, I think that, you know, logistics may be a, a world that will want will, some people may say it's going to adapt more slowly. I think it's going to adapt a lot faster because I think people are going to say, I can do you know, a great job with the tools I have and the capabilities I have from wherever I am. Uh, ideally, that's wherever they're most productive. Now, you guys are a, a company that started in Chattanooga and still have a large operation here locally. Um, you took venture capital from, I believe, Google Ventures is an investor, an early investor in Ambition. How is the being a, a SaaS-based company 
in a small town like Chattanooga, how has that impacted the, the product development of your business? It's a good question. Um, you know, the, the talent uh, is at a premium. You know, we've got, I think we have a great ecosystem with folks like Freight Waves uh, right here down the road with folks like Bellhops, um, Squid. There's, there's a good ecosystem growing here. Um, you know, there's one thing that has never failed us, which is talk to our customers, talk to our customers and talk to our users and ask them what they want, ask them what they need. And that's where we, how we've gotten to where we are today. I don't, it's not because we're some visionary geniuses that know what great sales organizations, uh, should have five years from now. It's because sales managers and SVPs of sales and CROs tell us this is what I need and this is what I need help on. And so we've been able to pull, I think, amazing talent from outside this market, from people who are uh, local or regionally local. And I think like you guys at Freightwaves, we found that Chattanooga has an amazing quality of life to offer. We can, we can give people an excellent, um, you know, an excellent place to call home if they want to. We also have, you know, a number of employees in, in Atlanta, in Nashville, California, New York. Um, we're open to have people anywhere, but you know, about half of our company is still here today, even though we're effectively remote and uh, remote going forward. Yeah, we. It's interesting because since COVID has hit, we used to hire mostly Chattanooga folks, and uh, still have a preference to do that. But I think ninety percent of the folks that we've hired are outside of Chattanooga since COVID hit, and it's interesting because it's it's enabled us this opportunity to to actually hire anywhere. Uh, whereas before we would have been biased to the person either being here or willing to move. And that, that you know, in many ways, the shackles are off of us. We have the ability to go anywhere we would like. Um, it, it's I, it's going to be an interesting world. When when do you think we'll see, uh, from your perspective, w- the, the future of this integration between Salesforce and Slack and all of that? I would imagine that's, that's going to be beneficial to ambition because you guys are part of this this cloud that you, that has been constructed. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be super beneficial towards us. I think you're going to see, you know, Salesforce is an amazing selling organization in itself. Maybe one of the best in the world, I think. Um, and I think you're going to see what we used to call in sales is that they can sell whatever's on their truck. And now Slack is on their truck and they're going to get it into more, um, more enterprises, more large scale, uh, you know, fortune 500 or, or, what you call global companies, um, sales stack. And to us, that's, that's great. We power really unique insights into them. We power a unique ecosystem of engagement and, and recognition through um, Slack via sales data, even sometimes data that's not coming in from Salesforce. So we think it really opens up the market for us. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately there's maybe never been a, a situation like how quickly organizations have had to adapt to, remote, remote management, uh, just remote coordination within the company of like everyone's at home. You can't even go into an office if you wanted to. So, you know, Slack, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, um, all of these tools are having a real special moment. And we're seeing a a really big part of that as, as folks figure out how do we coordinate? How do we collaborate? How do we, you know, create a culture that, that spans people working from their kitchen to, someone who's working, you know, two miles away, but in their kitchen uh, and connecting all those folks to have an effective, uh, you know, collaboration, it's going to be huge. And I think Salesforce buying Slack is just the first, maybe the first most uh, dramatic part of this digital transformation where 
everyone has to have tools like these in place and tools around them that in a lot of ways digitize what used to used to happen with your TV on the wall in Freight Alley or, or TV uh, down the road at US Express. Yeah, I argue we had the biggest ambition yeah. in the I've stream. Seen, I've the seen it. By whatever it was. Uh, Unbelievable. So we, we, we do miss that. I, I miss seeing the Taylor Swift video uh, pop up when somebody would sell something. So certainly miss that. But the great thing about it is that we get to experience that digitally uh, on mobile devices. And I, and I have to say this, Brian, uh, congratulations to you and the Ambition team. I don't think that FreightWaves would be as successful in a work from home environment without ambition. It is, you know, we have Slack, we have Salesforce, we have really deep integration to both both of those platforms, but ambition brings that sales activity, helps gamify it, uh, helps provide the alerts and the monitoring that we need, and just uh, really brings that activity out in the open. So really appreciate the work you guys are doing at Ambition. Yeah, thanks for saying that, Craig. And we appreciate you guys as a customer and, uh... You know, we'll keep serving you guys. We're excited about it. So how can folks find out more? It's easy. Uh, ambition.com. It's a very simple URL. Uh, we're happy to talk to anyone coming from logistics, 3PL, uh, software vendors out there. We'd love to speak to you and, and help you guys out too. Yeah. And if you're interested, our folks at Freightways, we're, you know, not only based in Chattanooga, but we truly believe that Ambition's done great things for us. So our team can uh, provide a reference or any information you want about it as well. Uh, Brian, thanks for your time today. Yeah, Craig, thanks for having me. This is great.